It's time to talk football. It's time to talk Dons. North Zone 1, Red Review. Hello and welcome to another Red Review. I am Alan Davidson, joined as always by Dave Galloway and this week by Willie Garner. And Dave, finally, we've got something good to talk about for the first time on this podcast this season. Yes, it's all would, happy. It's I all would, smiles. Yeah, indeed, I was beginning to think that by coming back from my summer holidays in the sun, uh, that I had jinxed the Dons. But great to see them get back to winning ways against uh, Ross County. A comprehensive win, you know, three nil, and and it really could have been more. And, and it was a, a pretty impressive performance, I would say. Yeah, no, really, like Dave says, back to winning ways, back to scoring goals. All is well again, possibly. Yeah, I just think I, I watched some of the earlier games. Obviously, I was up at the Harps game and I, and I was excited by what I was watching. Um, and then obviously the results following that just didn't didn't click at all. It just didn't didn't seem to be a lot of action, a lot of goals. Uh, we lost some daft goals. But yeah, Saturday was certainly one that we go back in the rails again, which was great. Yeah, and Dave, I think Hedges main man at the weekend. I think we saw through some of the European games and through something like that Harps game what he can offer and it shows if he if he clicks he's going to be a real asset for the Dons Hedges was absolutely superb you know it's easy to see that he is a Welsh international and it's great that he's got one of the best wingers of all time as his national boss in, in Ryan Giggs but when he's on that sort of form he's a, a joy to watch as well as getting his uh, uh, scrambled goal um, you know that was just the icing on the cake because his all round display was full of attacking verve and that that's what the that's the sort of display that the the fans really love to see you know good uh, wing play really exciting get the fans on the edge of their seats more of the same please yeah and I, I think it must be worrying for County now Willie um, as a former defender you'll know that, but that's now two games and four goals conceded at home to Livingston now three to Aberdeen from a county side, you would actually expect to be fairly solid at the back, traditionally. Yeah, yeah, I think, I think you know, they've, they've, they've come up from the, the league below and, and it's a difficult transition. Um, and the two guys who are in charge are obviously, I think they're doing a really decent job. Um, and probably them and, and the guy down at Ibrox is probably the only two managing, management teams that are not getting any stick just now. That might change. Uh, but expectation levels at Ross County, I would imagine, would be they really just want to stay in the league and that'll be what they'll be trying to do. Well, and after this weekend, Dave, suddenly a season that hasn't started particularly well, we're only two points off second. It's still, we've not been cut adrift this early in the season, which I think going by some of the chat on social media in oh. recent weeks, you would, you would have thought we were relegation candidates. Goodness, goodness me, the, the, the McInnes Out Brigade, who, who were still bizarrely uh, jumping on the, the Aberdeen official uh, Twitter feed, um, even after we'd won 3-0, saying... McInnes out, oh this only papers over the cracks There's just no uh, pleasing a small minority of the fans But I think the, the vast majority who are very uh, reasonable Would have been you know, very pleased with what Aberdeen dished up at the weekend I think they, it's just a shame that it's the international break now Because you want to build momentum, don't you? And, and the international break kind of puts uh, uh, you know, the brakes on things But at least we head into the international break on a positive Yes, and speaking of that international break, Mikey Devlin, will he? Mikey Devlin back into the Scotland squad. Hopefully he might actually get through it this time without any injuries, unlike the last time. Glad to see Mikey back in the team again. Um, I, 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 I feel that he, he could be a real important player for us. He's not just a guy who just goes and plays. He's a bit, he's a bit of an organiser at the back there as well. Uh, I've been fortunate enough. I've played golf a couple of times with Mikey. He's a lovely, lovely guy. Clever guy. 
<laughs> you might not like me saying that, but he's a clever boy. He thinks everything, <laughs> about everything that he's doing. Um, and I think he's a big asset for us if he, we can keep him fit. Will he get a game for Scotland? They've got problems at the back. Um, and yeah, I think I totally agree with you. You just want him, want him to come back fit um, and ready to go for the next game against St. Johnson. That's it, Dave. I think when, I, when, we, when we first brought him in, I thought it was going to be a, a brilliant addition. He's just not seemed to manage to get a run of games. Yeah, he just constant niggly injury problems, and just he's a guy who could really do with just a solid couple of months of football. Yeah, it's been a nightmare for him, hasn't it, Alan? But uh, you know, it, his ability and his positional sense and his his strength, his heading ability, he ticks all the boxes. And you know, no wonder the manager was very excited when he had uh, first signed him, and he endeared himself, of course, to the the Red Army and his very. Uh, in the very first game of the the league season, when he he had a Rangers player by the scruff of the neck, you know the fans love to see stuff like that, don't they? Oh, and speak, speaking of stuff like that, just brings me back to it was lovely to see Richard Foster being sat down by Ryan Hedges at the weekend. I think <laughs> always gets a warm welcome back at Petardry, and I'm sure the the fans enjoy that one. Will I'm pretty sure he wouldn't have enjoyed it. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and ended up where he ended up lying in the ground as well. Was a bit. Uh, nightmare, but the big boy just ragged all them and put the ball in the back of the net. So yeah, brilliant. Now, so well on to Dave, on to some of the other games. Yes. So, how did you get on at the weekend then? How how are we? How are we feeling? Confident. <laughs> um, I I think I did okay ish. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> he said hedging his bets. Um, Heart, Hearts two, Hamilton one was what I had said. Uh, Willie said 2-0 to Hearts it was actually uh, 2-2 and the natives um, at Tynecastle needless to say are getting more than a little twitchy more than a little restless I think a a lot of uh, flack uh, coming the way of Craig Levine yeah Willie no league wins in 11 for Hearts will Craig Levine ask to be I'd be asked to have a sit down with the director of football this morning to consider his position with himself. <laughs> <laughs> the man in the mirror, there's an actual story about that, isn't it? But um, I just think that um, I live in Edinburgh, as you know, um, and I was out on Saturday night. I, I, we go to a local, uh, we watch the football, and uh, if I'm not up at Petodji, I watch the, the English game. And a few of my pals are Hearts supporters, two or three of them are Hibs supporters as well. I'm sure we'll come on to that one. Um, and some of them, some of them have got mixed views. Some are thinking Levine should go. Uh, some are thinking actually Anne Budge should go. Uh, amazingly, um, and some of them are thinking that give Levine a chance because there's quite a lot of players missing. Um, and once he gets his full team back in the park, then he think they think it'll be okay. So there's a mixed feeling among the the, the Jambos just now. I mean, I'm quite happy they're down the bottom of the table. I don't like them. <laughs> <laughs> I almost signed there. Thank goodness I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> goodness no. me. So that is it. On to Livy St Mirren, Dave. Yeah, Livy St Mirren. Um, it was 2-1 to uh, Livingston. Uh, I went for... Uh, 2-0, Willie went for 3-1. So at least we got the we got the, the outcome right, if if not the result itself. Um I had a strong feeling that Livy were gonna win because I was up at uh, Ross County the previous weekend and they were absolutely brilliant winning 4-1. Well Willie, like Dave says, Livingston impressive again this year. In the early stages. They've got that way of playing, you know, I was at the Aberdeen game uh, uh, last season down there where 
if you're James Wilson, come on and change the whole game. Um, but the, they've got this certain way and they'll stick to it and they've got players who fit into that model. model and good on them. You know, the, you know, it's not everybody's cup of tea in terms of how they play, but it's very, very effective. And I'm pretty sure, you know, when they're recruiting, they're looking for boys that will fit into that, that style. And on to Dave. The other Edinburgh club struggling as well this weekend. 3-0 Motherwell. Yeah, um, Willie went for 2-2 in that one. Uh, I went for Motherwell 1, uh, Hibs 0. It was, in fact, Motherwell 3, Hibs 0. And after a promising start by uh, Hecking Bottom, the, the wheels have well and truly come off. And make no mistake, he's under pressure. Yeah, well, like Dave says, another another manager under pressure this early in the season. Yeah, he's not, he's not endeared himself, to be honest, with some of the comments that came out after the home game last week where he was... Um, Getting onto the fans about booing the players, you know, and the, you know the, the, the guys that I know they're talking about. There wasn't the players that were booing. Um, it just seems to have brought in a load of new players, and none of them seem to be hitting the mark just now. <coughs> Excuse me. But again, I just think we're you know we're we're four games into the season, and and the managers are under pressure straight away. You just wonder what the expectation levels are of some of these supporters. You know, could they see Hibs winning the league? Not a chance. Um, but I think Hibs supporters are being brought up and want to play decent football, and they're not seeing that just now. So they're 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 they're, they're showing their emotion. Uh, like Billy says, Dave, a lot of these players have been brought in. They've been brought in from the lower leagues in England, and you do think sometimes these players don't get as much of a chance as players that the fans maybe know from elsewhere in Scotland. Or these these guys coming up from the lower leagues need to prove themselves quickly. Yeah, maybe some of the current crop um, they maybe don't realise what it takes to be successful at a, a big club like Hibs and the expectations, you know, they're understandably high. Uh, as Willie said, they, you know, they, they expect to see good attacking football. They expect to see the team uh, challenging for Europe. Um, but they've been, they've been pretty woeful by all accounts. Yeah. Well, There's um, a big bit there as well. Just, this is, just what you mentioned there um, about the, the lower leagues. You know, there, there seems to be this thought that you can take people up from lower leagues in England that can just plump them right into the Premier League. And I think that's a bit disrespectful to the, the league that we're in because it's, it's, it's a difficult league. Um, and there's a, there's a, you know, regardless of what you think about it, there's a decent standard in there. And it's not anybody just going to be plucked in and just thrown into a team and saying, well, you've played in England, so you must be able to play in Scotland. That that doesn't happen. No, absolutely. I think we've, we've seen players come up from... from down south and struggle mm. um, On to Saturday's final game St Johnston at home to Kilmarnock Dave Yeah well uh, I went for 1-1 I fancied a share of the spoils As did Willie He went for 1-1 as well 1-0 to Kilmarnock Who had previously been bottom of the league And that result sends St Johnston uh, To the bottom of the table um, I don't think Tommy Wright's under pressure Just yet But he's going to have to get the team back um, on, a, on a winning track uh, pretty soon. He's got a fair amount of goodwill, a lot of goodwill, in fact, because he has done a, a fantastic job, but uh, he's going to have to um, dig the, the team out of a hole pretty soon, I would think. Well, that's it. I think Tommy Wright, who's done such a good job at St Johnson over the last few years, this, this has got to be the biggest question that's been asked of him so far, Willie. Yeah, I agree. And I'm just looking at the stats, because uh, I did prepare a little bit. <laughs> that's <laughs> but, good. Um, They've lost 12 goals, you know, in four games. Uh, and that's, you know, they're, they're, a, they're a sort of minus eight uh, already. And that's a, that's a tricky position for them, you know. And they get rid of Foster. 
So obviously something's happened there because he's played regularly for them. Um, and regardless of what you think of him, he's, he's not that bad a defender and he's got a bit of experience as well. And throwing somebody out like that is obviously something pretty bad that's happened. Um, there's been a bit of a disagreement. But um, I think shoring up the back is something that he's going to need to do as well because I think very much now like St Mirren, uh, uh, sorry, well, yeah, St Mirren and Ross County, their big aim is to make sure they're on that relegation spot at the, bottom, at the, at the end of the season. Because you could see Harts pulling away and you could see Hibs pulling away are getting more results in these teams. Um, so, yeah, tricky one for Tommy, to be honest. Oh, and Dave, just since we were last recording, brought back Stevie May. Yeah, well, he was a, a talismatic uh, figure for St. Johnson first time around. Absolutely uh, terrific. Um, he was scoring goals for fun. He's a lovely guy, Stevie, and he's a very, very hard-working player. His attitude is spot on, but for whatever reason, it just didn't work out for him at Aberdeen. I, I wish him all the best at St. Johnson, uh, apart from when they're playing the Dons, of course, which is the next game for Aberdeen <laughs> game. after the international break. So all the best uh, to Stevie May after the 14th of September. Yeah, well, I think Don's fans were all very excited when we brought him in and just didn't work out for whatever reason. Yeah, I, I totally agree with everything that Dave says there uh, about Stevie. He is a really nice guy. I, I just never, ever thought he was an out-and-out goal scorer. Um, he scored some wonder goals for St. Johnson, to be fair. He had this sort of shooting sight type attitude. Um, but I never, ever thought he was like a... An out and out number nine, um, and you know I think maybe the Dons fans thought that he was going to come in and score a bag of goals for us, and it didn't happen for him. But hey, these things happen in football, and um, good luck to him at St Johnson again, <laughs> except for the next game that they play. <laughs> Great minds think alike. I, I, I was going to ask Willie, um, as a former defender of some repute, obviously, what what are your thoughts on the whole Scott McKenna situation? Um, do you think his his head has been turned by you know some of the attention from Celtic and down south? I, I, again, very similar to um, Mikey Devlin. You know, lovely big guy. Um, I know Scott's dad very well uh, through the junior football scene. And, um, uh, you know, it would be impossible for your head not to be turned. You know, it's OK saying he's focused and everything's, everything's geared towards focusing in Aberdeen. But when all of a sudden two or three clubs come in with uh, allegedly interest and they were offering big money, the big money thing has got, got to affect him. It absolutely has to affect a young boy who's did really, really well to get to where he has got to. Um, but that that will have affected him quite a bit. And I think it's shown just in some of his latter performances um, when all the nonsense was going on about he's getting transferred for this and that. Um, he's, but I think he was just actually getting back to a bit of form when he got injured last week, which is unfortunate. Uh, but he's a good lad. He's got good, he's got good people behind him uh, and he'll get back to performing the way he has been performing for Aberdeen. Yeah, um, what would your advice to him be then? Should he stick around at Aberdeen for another year or two? Should he head south? What what should he do? You know, it's one of the ones where you know you're making X amount of money, and and regardless of what people say, the level that the the, the boys in Scotland, apart from the, the, the ugly sisters in Glasgow, are making, but the money that the rest of these guys are making are not uh, world changing. And I think you know if someone comes in and says to you, "There's triple what you're earning." Uh, for doing the exact same job. It's very, very difficult to turn that down. And, so, and, I, and I think just now the club have handled it really, really well because 
They've got him on a four-year contract, I believe, or three and a half years, three years to go now, or whatever it is. And they're in charge. And the, the you know the bit about John McGinn and the bit about uh, um, two or three other boys have moved down to England. Tierney is another one, where the clubs have all of a sudden thought, no, we are not going to be just selling their best players for peanuts to England. We're going to dig our heels in. So they're protecting the clubs by signing these players in longer-term contracts. The players are happy to sign them because they're probably getting a wee bit more money and a bit more stability as well. Uh, and they're saying to these English teams, no, you're going to need to pay us. So the club are in charge, and the club will decide when the best time for, 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 for Scott, when it is for Scott to go. But he will end up away from the club. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, that, like you said, they went, that for me was what I felt was slightly strange about the whole transfer request thing. I don't think the, the club have ever made any secret of the fact there is a there is a price for Scott McKenna and if a club comes in and meets that valuation he will be away um, but I don't think the club's hand was ever going to be forced on this one no, I think he's been ill-advised you know I don't, I don't know who his agent is but, um, but but I think he's maybe been ill-advised to go and do what he did yeah. um, That's that was a bit rash and it didn't come out well it didn't look well for the big fella either um, but hey he's back in the straight and narrow he's, he's now um, he's going to be here and for at least until New Year anyway, Christmas New Year anyway, but just needs to get back fit and back playing again. Yeah. Now, Willie, you mentioned the ugly sisters there, and they met on Sunday. <laughs> um, comfortable in the end for Celtic, Dave. Yeah, it, it, it's it certainly was. Um, you know, I, I thought it would have been really close. I really did. I thought um, a one-one draw. Uh, Willie went for a, a two-one-one for uh, Raselic. Um and and it was it was very comfortable. Two 0 Rangers kind of huffed and they puffed, but you know Celtic had all the all all the class and and composure. And it was great to see a a former Don uh, getting the the second goal as well. That brought back uh, uh, memories of uh, a certain song that we all used to sing at Pitodry about uh, Johnny Johnny Hayes, Johnny Hayes, Johnny Johnny Hayes. You've got a real thing for singing on this podcast, don't you? Dave? Yes. Well, trying to. If, 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 Singing, I don't know if that was the word. That was the right word. Used. In inverted commas. <laughs> Every week, Willie, he'll give it a go. He'll always try and find a way of getting a song in. But um, no, Celtic dominant, really. I mean, it was as comfortable of old for, of an old firm game as I can remember for kind of since Gerrard took over, and it was a lot more comfortable than Celtic than I expected it to be. I expected Rangers to push them far harder than that. I, I just think that you know, um, Celtic have got better players than Rangers. You know, they're, they're, honestly, they're, they're, for me, they've got better players technically. Uh, Rangers go and sign players from some lower league clubs, who and they're paying two hundred thousand or three hundred thousand pounds for them. Celtic are going and spending eight million pound and seven million pound new players. You know, and you know that quality's got to come through. The big boy Julian, I thought, had an excellent game yesterday. Um, they've, they've, they've scrambled the back four together, and uh, the four of them did fantastically well. Um, and so that's you're getting that bit of quality for that for that extra bit of money, and I think that showed up. You know, I, I think Stevie Gerrard had a not, not for me to tell him how how to play, but he's tried to win that whole midfield battle, uh, and he didn't because Celtic have got better players in there. Yeah, no, I, I I thought from my point of view, and let's say if if you're not one to tell Stephen Gerrard what to do, I'm really not. <laughs> no. But um, but I just thought that well, especially. Especially with the questions over certainly Bolingoli has been questioned defensively, they didn't. Stre- the Rangers went narrow and didn't stretch them. I thought that was, like you say, in that going head to head in that midfield battle, Celtic's quality 
is more than likely going to shine through. With Rangers have signed a million wide men and didn't utilise any of it. Um, and again, Jordan Jones coming on late in the game showed yet again a lack of discipline that we've seen under, I don't know if it's Gerrard's Rangers, but certainly they've they've had issues where, okay, it was so late in the game it didn't cost them this time, but yet again, he went out and just clattered the boy. It was a horrible challenge. And he ended up hurting himself in the end. He did hurt himself. It's one of the ones where, you know, it's, you, you get a knock and you think, don't rub it. Because people, people will be looking at me thinking, I'm going to rub this. But he's hurt, he's, he's hurt his knee, I think, because he's caught him with his knee. Um, but yeah, I, 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 don't get, I don't get where that comes from. You know, he's, I, I watched the television last night and they're, they're talking about, is he thinking he's playing up to the Rangers fans saying, I'm going to clatter one of these guys for me it just doesn't work and the boy's a decent player too you know but he's going to he's going to be out for a few weeks I think with, with, with injury and the suspension as well yeah no Dave you see and you must feel a wee bit for the boy Bauer the boy Bauer's been been in the country a week after signing on loan He's, he's on the pitch 10 minutes and next thing he knows he gets clattered out of absolutely nowhere welcome to Scottish <laughs> football but I think uh, when the camera zoomed in on Stephen Gerrard's face um, and you could just see him shaking his head um, you could um, read his mind and it wouldn't have been uh, wouldn't have been very nice words in his head um, and, uh, you know justifiably absolutely furious with him No, and that lack of discipline brings, mm. brings us kind of back round to the other surprising decision I thought from Gerrard was not to start Alfredo Morelos who is a, a proven goal scorer but is the fact that his disciplinary record is so poor is that Possibly playing into Gerard's thinking. I think I think that's possibly. Is it. that is that the stage we're at now that Gerard's now worried about playing Morelos in these big games in case yeah. he does something rash and gets himself sent off? I think that could well be it because he's got a track record of doing that. If you press the right buttons, he's he's going to lash out as he did against uh, Scott Brown in in an old firm game as as he did in the first um, Premier League game of of the season when uh, you know last year when um, uh, Scott McKenna. Had a bit of a, a nibble at him, and he, you know, he lashed out at him. He kicked out at him, and, and got a red card for that. So he's got a track record. That's it, and that's. But obviously, what he'll be fine once he gets his thirty million pound move to China, will he? I would think um, if you were a centre back playing against them, you would test them out pretty early, um, because um, I, I totally agree with with both you about the why he's not been played. He's not been played because he could end up off the park. And them down to ten men, um, and that's that's an issue for that's got to be an issue for the manager where you're not playing your allegedly best player because you feel you can't deal with the situation. Now he's never scored against Celtic. You know I don't know how many games he's played now. You you maybe know that Dave, but I don't know how many games he's mm-hmm. played against Celtic, but he's never scored a goal against them. Yeah, um, and you know that I don't think that's an excuse for not playing him. I think the the reason he's not been played is because of his his. Uh, potential uh, disciplinary issues. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I must ask you while we've got you, Willie. Um, you've had a a very good, uh, varied career. Um, you of course came back to Aberdeen as uh, assistant manager to a certain uh, Sir Alex, um, or just plain Alex, back in the day, back in '84, I believe. Um, what 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 was it like to be his uh, number two? That must have been. Uh, a colourful experience, to say the least. Um, it, it was an honour. 
to be to, in the first instance it was an honour because I I went out and loaned from Celtic to Alloa. Uh, I wasn't getting a game at Celtic and I, I, I knew I was friendly with Alec Totten, uh, who was Alloa manager at the time, and Alec asked me to go there and loan. And I went just to get a game, and I was there for two weeks, and they offered me the job, and I was only 27 years of age. And I phoned uh, Fergie, and I says to him, they've offered me the job, and he says, take it. I said, I'm only 27, I says, I'm out on loan, I said, I'm thinking of going back to Celtic, and then I might get a move to Hibs or a Motherwell or something like that. He says, no, take it. So I took the job, uh, and then within 18 months, he had phoned and says, I want you to come back up as my assistant, which I thought, wow. And I just won the Cup Winners' Cup, and then won the Super Cup. Archie had went away to Dundee uh, to try his hand as a manager. Knox is never a manager in a million years. He's always going to be the, the best second in command ever <laughs> uh, with, with the loudest voice. Um, and um, so I went back up and, and you know, and, and he just says to me, so just continue doing what you're doing. He says, I liked your attitude when you were here and you weren't getting a game in the first team. He says, because you always came back in the afternoon with the young boys. And that was an unconscious doing that, but I thought, well, that stand, stood me in good stead. Um, and I just started working with the players. And when you're working with such a talented bunch of players, it's not a difficult job. Um, the, the, the biggest thing I had to sort of separate myself from is, you know, one minute I'm palling with these guys and the next minute I'm now in the management team. And I thought I'd done that pretty well. So, um, yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And it was at a time when he was at his uh, wildest. Yes. Um, so, um, so there was a few things happened in dressing rooms that um, you thought, wow, I'd seen it. I probably had it face to face when I was playing for him, but um, when he talks about what he's going to do, um, some of it's premeditated mm-hmm. uh, to see if he gets a reaction for the guys. So, yeah, just just a wonderful experience. What what were what were some of his uh, more colourful outbursts then, and and what what was the the hair dryer like to to see that in action? I think the hair dryer thing um, is is has been well publicised and rightly so uh, because he didn't miss you um, and I've seen him, you know, in people's faces um, some more than others to be fair because he knew what ticked people's boats, you know. Um, some would have went away and shrivelled and died if they got a face to face. Others responded to it, but I think the the the, the Part of the thing that used to happen was he would get in your face. And if we Gordon was anywhere in the background while he was doing it and he's making faces at you, while Fergie's getting you lambasting you, that's quite a difficult situation to be in, you know? Because the last thing you want to do is laugh when he's uh, when he's giving you a roasting. <laughs> um but what what would be what would be your 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 favourite um Fergie story then? Um, we played Hearts in the Scottish Cup final. Was that eighty six, Dave? Would that be right? Yeah, eighty six. Yeah. And they just lost the league. I don't know if you've heard the story. They just lost the league at Dens Park the week before, and they had a um, psychologist taken in. Alec McDonald and Sandy Jarden, God rest them, had taken a psychologist in the Hearts during the week, just to make sure that the players were focused on the Saturday for the cup final. Forget about last week. Just everything was focused. So. Fergie found out about this. So we got to Hamden first, and it was old foyer at Hamden, the big square glass one that was there. And um, we arrived first, and he says to every, everybody in the squad and the backroom staff, get up there, wait in their bus coming in. And as soon as they get off the bus and walk in, just pick one of them, 
and go say to them, unlucky last week, shake their hand. And we're thinking, why are we doing this? And he said, just do it. So, of course, everybody's up, shaking their hand, and they're going, oh, thanks for that, thanks for that. But all he's done is planted what the psychologist is just taking out their head. He just planted that back in their head again. <laughs> of course, Hewitt scored within two or three minutes. And John Robertson actually tells that story, he does his after-dinner stuff. Yeah. And he says, we thought, oh, very nice of the Aberdeen boys doing that, you know. But I think the whole psychology thing had, had started there with Sir Alex and... Um, Hearts just fell apart, didn't they? Yeah, he he was a certainly a a, a colourful a colourful uh, character with some uh, colourful language, wasn't he? You know, when when he first came to Aberdeen, and I'm sure you've read all these stories where, and a lot of the guys have spoke about it um, previously, where he was um, intimidating them, trying to intimidate them by saying that St Mirren players were better players, and he would name them and just the. You know, Stark's a better player than you, and, and you know, whoever it was, Tony Fitzpatrick's a better player than you, and the players were getting so angry about it, and, and Willie in particular was getting angry because it was Jackie... Jackie Copeland? Jackie Copeland played at centre-back, he says, Copeland's a better player than you, Miller, you know, of course, Willie wasn't taken very kindly of that at all. So we went to St Mirren, one of the really early games, we went to St Mirren, and um, the I think it was Fergie's first time back there. And Willie, within about 10 minutes, has been booked. And he, and I'm saying, I say to him, you're losing the plot. You need to get yourself back in the straight and narrow here. I, he, he, was just, he, was, he wasn't in a good place. He was actually just sort of booting everything that was moving. And after just after the half-time, the boards came up and it was Roland Arnott, who was the, the physio at the time. Mm-hmm. And he used to, you mind, he used to clack the boards, you know? Yes. <laughs> the one for coming on, the one for coming off used to clatter and you'd have a look across you think, I hope that's not my number and the boards got clattered and the number six was up you know, and you're thinking, oh, oh this will be interesting Willie never even looked across because he thought I'm going to be going off anyway, so the next thing I say to him, that's you and he looked across and he would just, you know that when he throws his arm he goes get lost, I'm not coming off, that wasn't his exact words you know, <laughs> get to. so the boards clattered again, and Willie just kept doing this thing with his arm, going, "Go away, go away, I'm not coming off." So the boards got taken back down again. I've never seen that before, and I've never seen it since. The boards got taken back down again, and there was a bit of confrontation in the dressing room after the game, as you can imagine, because two very, very strong-willed people thinking that they're doing the right thing. Um, and I think their relationship blossomed from there because Fergie's thinking, well, I've got a real man here who's, who's my captain as well. So, um, yeah, I'm just not, not going to get subbed. I'm no, I'm no moving. What, what did what did Fergie actually say at, at half time? <laughs> oh, he was in, in terms of the half time. It was very. I, I'm sure we were winning the game. Hanky and mm. Fleming scored, oh. and I'm sure we were winning the game. Um, so he wasn't that much uh, concentrated in the defenders mm. because the you know he wasn't he wasn't talking about Willie being booked that's for sure. Um, but it was just a case of it, it, this great ability where he would come in and he would lambast you. Now I always feel being in management myself, I always feel anybody can get and start shouting at people. But you've got to then come up with the solutions, and Fergie always come up with the solutions. So once he had stopped the lambasting and things had calmed down. He would then come in with the solutions as to how we were going to fix things. Um, and he just wanted us to keep playing the way we were playing, to be honest, because it was one of the games that we were in total control. And every every player themselves had thought, you're going to show them. And and, and that's probably back to that thing I said earlier on about winding you up. 
you know, and trying to get the best out of you. So he's thinking St Mirren's coming early for me. I'm going to tell Aberdeen boys that St Mirren are better players. What, what did he say to, to Willie after the game then for um, ig- ignoring his instructions? I bet that was a, a sight to see. Yeah, you're not allowed to swear on here, are you? But, um, uh, yeah, but you, the, yeah, you can. It's okay. <laughs> I, no, I, I wouldn't do that. I just, I just, you could imagine with the, the expletives that were coming out from both of them. Um, but the, that that discussion probably lasted about 15 seconds. Um, and Fergie went away one way, Wally went away the other way. They probably didn't speak to each other been back up the road in the bus. Um, but I just think Fergie then thought, right, I've got the right man who's in charge. Wow, amazing. Yeah. We could talk all day, couldn't we, Alan? <laughs> yes, we, we, we could, Dave, but then I'll get in trouble with the boss for putting an hour and a half long podcast out. <laughs> <laughs> no, Willie, it's been an absolute It's been amazing, Willie. Pleasure. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for joining us this week. Well, that is it for another Red Review. I have been Alan Davidson and you've been Dave Galloway. I we'll think be so, back yeah. in two weeks' time, Dave. Yeah, we're having, a, we're having a wee break. We, we tip we're international holidays too, Dave. So we'll be Indeed. back after those with another Red Review. It's time to talk football. It's time to talk Dons. North Zone 1. Red Review.